0: another thing that i've been doing recently and this is only because of social isolation is i've been watching facebook watch shows and that's still a thing well it's a thing to me apparently and millions of other people <laughs> because so i i uh, follow the premier league or whatever i you know i'm a fan of it on facebook and they and the premier league will put sh- uh, little videos on facebook watch of like you know oh the best goals from 1989 or stuff like that or you know the highlights from you know this old game and it's fun it's fun to me it's interesting to me um but then like fi- what facebook watch does is like after that two minute video is up they'll show you another video just to keep you hooked right
1: so they'll lead it right into yeah. the next one,
0: and they'll show you like basically, it's a mix of uh kind of videos that you'd be interested in that they think plus or like their more popular videos, right? So so they have clips of Pawn Stars, uh, which is a show I I half enjoy because I find the uh like the history stuff interesting, and then I half hate because they make like all their <laughs> characters do sketches, like. And pretend that they're actually like 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 it's like literally the worst actors on the planet okay like pretending like like you know they're all they're all named Hurley or or something like that and they're all like just kind of like they're they're so bored in the eyes it's insane like they all would rather be dead then, be working there.
1: I mean, if you train for seven years in Meisner, <laughs> and then you know they give you the thing of like, all right, you're trying to get more money for this watch. Oh yeah, uh, and they're trying to give you less, yeah. <laughs> and they're not giving.
0: Exactly, you any- they're bored. They're pretending to be bored. <laughs> I got this katana. It uh, killed uh, the emperor uh, Hirohito. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't give a shit.
1: All right. I got to get my uh, Tokugawa Shogun yeah. uh, expert in 7 here. bucks. And he always lives down the block. It's oh crazy. yeah, that uh, I mean
0: that's <laughs> that's the thing that that is so um fake that part. Basically like oh, yeah. like hey, I got to call my buddy and like <laughs> imagine <laughs> imagine the guy waiting there 7 hours if it was real life. <laughs> yeah, I'll just wait here on the counter for seven hours while while you call your buddy. So, it's yeah, if for those of you not familiar, like Pawn Stars, somebody will bring this artif- artifact or whatever, and they'll be like, oh, it's an original constitution. And then the guy will be like, really? And how much you want for it? And they'll be like, a million, you know, or some kind of insane number. And then he goes, well... I got to call my buddy who wrote the Declaration of Independence or, or something like that. And then he, Thomas, yeah, get over Thomas, here. Thomas, thank you, Hancock. Uh, and then he comes over, and the the guy usually almost always goes, yeah, this is fake. This uh, yeah, this was written out in the back hall uh, about 10 minutes ago. Uh, so it's actually not worth a million. It's worth uh, 10 bucks. Uh, good luck to you.
1: I saw the prop master hand it to you before you walked in, so... Highest I can go no. is ten, yeah. and then
0: then of course like the the pawn the pawn shop guy is like, well, I can do seven. Like he brings it down. So anyway, <laughs> so anyway, that that Facebook Watch is rife with clips of Pawn Stars. Okay, so that's that. So that's the one. I, that's a, and so then there are these odd shows on Facebook Watch that I hate and can't stop watching, and it's these travel logs, like basically these travelogues, where these guys are just like walking around with. Uh, a camera facing them or are, are on the outside mm-hmm. and they just go to different countries. And there's like three different or four different guys. There's one guy who seems to go to like Bangkok and, uh, you know, Beijing and just to... Your normal Yeah, house. just all yeah. the random... <laughs> <laughs> that's an old life. Uh, all these random places <laughs> and he'll go to the back room stores with counterfeit Gucci and counterfeit Yeezys. I don't even know what this stuff is. And he yeah. will ask them how much? And they'll go uh two hundred dollars or whatever. They always have a calculator, you know, they'll they'll take out a calculator and be like, oh, this much or whatever, in, in like, you know, uh ten thousand dirhams, which is like, you know, two hundred I don't know. And then he will every single time, so like let us say he gets these fake easies, right? And they go one seventy for the fake easies and he'll just go twenty dollars. And the entire episode is him just repeating twenty dollars to this homeless person, <laughs> <laughs> it's t- who it's, t- it's time for an episode of Chinese Hazel. <laughs> <laughs> so then this person just goes, like they'll do on the calculator too, which is like every single time, everybody in every different country too, it does like they doesn't matter; they will all do the same thing. They'll just be like, uh, "I can't do, I can't do twenty. Uh, I can do 170 <laughs> And he goes, 20. And he has, like, this weird voice. He's like, uh, 20. Like, it just kind of, like, sounds simple. And, uh, but he's just very adamant. And he's, like, stone-faced. He's like, 20. No, I'll do 20. And then she'd be like, she'd be like, I can't do it. Uh, 160. And he'll be like, uh, let's take a 20. Like, and he'll just keep doing it over and over and over. And then finally, he'll pay $22 for it like no, every single time and it's like the thing it's like I don't know how to feel about it because on the one hand he's haggling these people who live who are I mean they live in like work they're working in these like nice stores and they seem like well dressed like they don't seem very um uh, poor but uh, they are like you know they're from they're from like you know China and like you know Thailand like they're they're poor they're from poorer countries uh, they're not obviously doing right. well and you know I'm not saying you need to pay 150 dollars for fake easys either but it still feels like kind of wrong the way he haggles with them. And he haggles with everybody. Like he'll go to like a hotel and they'll be like, for you discount for you, my friend discount, uh, $20. And he'll go 17, (laughs) 17. Like he'll like, uh, dollars is very important to him.
1: So the show, the show is just him arguing about price with, uh, people in foreign countries. Yes. And like, and the drama is like, will he get it for 20 (laughs) dollars?
0: Yes. (laughs) So I watched, Uh, I have watched maybe 65 <laughs> videos of this man doing this. Like literally, I just can't stop. And every single time, oh I'm just not, I'm not happy. I'm not happy watching it because I'm not I don't want him to win. I also don't want him to lose. I don't care. And yet it's just like he just goes and it's just he haggles everywhere. Just just 20. Like he'll just go to a hotel like and like if he went to a hotel in Bangladesh and he was just like how much for a hotel for the, for the night and they're like very good room sir very good room we discount special price <laughs> discount special price 25 or whatever and he'll go like 10. and it's just <laughs> outrageous he like he undercuts oh them so god. bad it's it just kills me but god bless him but, and it, <laughs> but you're you're waiting you're clearly waiting for the episode where
1: where someone either tells him no or he gets robbed or something happens,
0: right? I guess so. I mean, they do tell him no. Like, there are people who are like, they'll walk away, you know, or like they don't like to let him leave. Like, this is another thing that happens a lot. He'll walk away. And that's part of his thing because they'll be like, okay, okay, come back, come back, okay, come back. Like, okay, we'll do that. Like, they'll like start to meet him. But here's the thing, though. If they didn't like – uh. If they didn't make money, they wouldn't sell it. Right? Right. And he the snakehead has to get yeah. his cut. And he'll offer 20 for like a for example like he like a Louis Vuitton um a fake Louis Vuitton shirt. He he'll pay like he, the lady will be like $70. It's like and he's like no, I'm not paying. For that. I'll pay you $8. And they'll go back and forth. $8, 78 dollars 70. And then finally he just goes uh the lady will be like, "All right, $9." and he'll get it. And then you're just like, wait a minute. Like, they wouldn't sell it if they weren't making money. So, they the shirts are worth, like, 50 cents. You know, they're all fake, you know. <laughs> so, at the end of the day, I'm just like, are, uh.
1: are you sure that, I feel like these guys could be actors, same as the people in Pawn Stars, right? I, I just Do you ever think I, about that.
0: Yeah, maybe, or like maybe like they <laughs> they have like an arrangement before the show, and they're like, "I'll pay you this, whatever." But let's let's go back and forth. So perhaps, but I just don't think so. I don't know. It's very strange. It's very strange. Um. So so there's yeah. that show. Like so then he he's friends with his other two guys, and like there's just a bunch of guys. Like one guy is like this big tough guy who will be like, "Hey, where's the most dangerous street in uh, Bogota?" And they'll be like Kajay 7. And he's like holding a phone and whatever. Like he's like, I guess I'm going to Kajay 7. And like he just like goes to the most dangerous parts of the world trying to get beat up or robbed or whatever. <laughs> and he's like this big guy, I guess, but he's not I, I, I hope he's like a USC fighter or whatever. But he's like he just tries to fight. Tries to go to the most dangerous parts. And he goes to like these weird places or whatever. And he'll and sometimes um, the other guy will pop up in his videos and be like, oh hey. I'm just buying sneakers You're like, oh yeah, I'm walking to the most dangerous part of America and then there's this other guy who's like a mix of all of them he ha- he's like Welsh and he has this like Welsh accent he's like, I can't believe it. I'm trying to tr- get a a bus <laughs> b- bus to India and I thought I'll get it for free. Let's see what, how I do and like he just tries to do things for free. <laughs> And it's really weird. Like sometimes for free. Sometimes like he went to North Korea and spent like two weeks there, and that I thought that was weird. Um, but uh, he'll like for example, like you'll watch videos and you're like, why am I watching this? Right? Because he 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 does this video where he he um flies um uh, god damn it! What's an airline that goes to? Uh, Beirut I don't know uh, some Barclay I don't know I don't know whatever so so he goes to this airline yeah. and he asks, like can I get a first-class upgrade for free you know and he's but in his British accent so it sounds like official and they're just kind of like they're a little thrown off by him because he's like blonde and and you know British or whatever so they think he's some kind of secret oh, yes of course you know uh, like you know royalty or whatever so they, they give him the time of day they'll be like no we can't we'd love to but we can't say like, he's like but he's like but because I am Absolutely famished. I can't sit in a, cou- a couch seat. I'm famished. I've got work to do, and I would love it. I would love it, uh mate, if you can give me a first class upgrade for free. That would really help. And they're just like, no. Like I watch the entire video anyway. So that's the that's the Facebook watch videos I watch, and I've just I can't stop watching them, and I'll keep watching them forever. So. Oh my god, Alexis, you've got a real problem. <laughs> Thank you. Um. So let's um. Let's talk about uh, we. We are both in our apartments, our respective apartments, um, because of. I think they've they've double teamed us really, in New York City. They they hit us with the coronavirus, and in case that wasn't bad enough, they hit us with the curfew. So there's two reasons why we're not out. Um, and right. uh, uh, I would say the protests are mainly because of these the horrifying video of George Floyd getting George Floyd getting murdered. Um, Uh, by a a police officer Um, and the police officer is not being charged for, you know, a few days which, you know, the district attorney said it's normal but whatever and um, today uh, I believe or or yesterday uh, the district attorney not the district attorney, the attorney general in uh, um, uh, Minnesota uh, uh, Keith Ellison said uh, he is upgrading the charges to second degree murder um so now i feel like this is a conversation that people have often it's like should you know it's first degree murder so they should be charged with first degree murder or whatever it's the worst thing i've ever seen but um uh what what goes behind charging a person you know and i'm not saying people aren't racist and people aren't biased and this you know isn't skewed but in a, the way the way the law works is everybody pretends or claims that justice is blind. So what goes into deciding to charge somebody with, for example, first degree murder?
1: Well, a lot of it comes from the, the DA, the evidence that they have. And also there are are political considerations as well. Like typically in, in any law case, uh, civil or criminal. The idea is to come in and ask for the moon. Uh, if I don't, have you ever been sued
0: Alexis? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> uh, knock on wood.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, your paternity cases <laughs> aside. So, uh, typically in a civil case, like the person will come in and say, this person suffered uh, grievous harm, uh, disfiguring lifelong injury. We're asking for $5 million in, in damages and uh, you know an additional two million or three million in pain and suffering. And it doesn't necessarily mean that that's what happened, uh, but the thing is you want to sort of project uh, the greatest strength in your case. And it's the same way with district attorneys as well. Typically when they come in, uh, you try to use the uh, law as a cudgel, uh, you charge everything that you can, and then as time goes on, uh, charges are modified, they're dropped, uh, and that's typically where we get to plea agreement.
0: Wait a minute. Uh, taking another Wait a minute. So for example, uh, Derek Chauvin was charged with third degree murder right off the bat. So what what right. do you mean? Like what is that then? Uh, that that's uh, that's like the press release or like why why did he charge him third degree first? If you're saying they asked for the moon?
1: Well you Well, like I said, typically it's a it's a matter of what you can prove, because that's the other thing with district attorneys as well. They tend to like to bring cases that they can win. And in a in a normal case, it's a little bit easier to prove uh, something like third degree murder under the uh, the the Minnesota statute, as opposed to second degree. Uh, The third degree murder is probably something more akin to what we understand to be manslaughter in that uh, the uh, the defendant uh, committed an act which uh, raised an unreasonable risk of harm that could have potentially killed somebody, but they didn't set out to kill them. Whereas uh, second degree murder is something closer to akin to either a uh, to a crime of passion, or there are attendant circumstances around the case uh, that that move to make it murder. So, uh, for instance, if you're driving your car recklessly and you uh, and you hit somebody they can say, uh, oh, that's third degree murder, because even though you didn't specifically set out uh, to kill that specific person uh, with your car, the way that you were operating it was so dangerous that you should have known that that was a risk, as opposed to something like second degree, where you see your girlfriend uh, kissing her, whatever the male version of a mistress is, <laughs> uh, her gigolo, uh, it you know it inflames your passions, you run them over, that's something closer to second degree murder.
0: Uh, Alex is a lawyer, <laughs> by the way, uh, just to uh, say that um, I am a, um, I, I kind of work in IT. I'm an academic coordinator at a community college, which is kind of like being a lawyer, uh, if I do say so myself. Um, but uh, All right. But uh, <laughs> when the, what you've just described to me, I would say that the district attorney saw That the police officer was upset that uh, Floyd was under medical distress and just went off the handle. And now he didn't maul him, but he basically just shut down and, you know, uh, killed him. Um, Whereas it wasn't like he was handling him roughly and wasn't thinking about hurting him. Um, It seems like the way you describe it, second degree... Uh, murder is like he did seem to want to murder him, like he like, but not like he didn't like plan it, or like really like. Mm.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Well, and that's the thing too. Sometimes with these, uh, with the charges that are brought, the DA doesn't necessarily the DA doesn't have to necessarily lay out the entire theory of the case. That's something that's typically developed during uh, during discovery. Uh, but based on the, so based on the, that initial video and the immediate circumstances, they could probably conclude, they probably concluded that, Hey, uh, this guy was handling this dude, uh, like he was clearly in medical distress based on the circumstances and the evidence that was available to him. He should have concluded that in, uh, holding his knee to the back of his neck, it created an unreasonable risk of injury and it would have killed him. Uh, but as they've, uh, likely taken statements, they've gathered more evidence. They might have been able to to look at it and say, like, well, no, we think there's a case to be made that he knew uh when he was doing this that he it would kill him. Uh and like and maybe he felt it was necessary because uh you know he perceived some kind of uh you know threat to his own life or something else. But basically what they've done uh, in moving it from third degree to second degree is moving it from sort of an incidental act into an intentional yeah. act. Uh,
0: the murder itself. Ah, uh, so, okay. I understand that. Um, and, uh, first degree murder, um, is what?
1: Well, first degree murder is, uh, what we would call the, uh, when we think of cold blooded murder, that's, uh, typically, uh, it's, it's murder with malice, a, a It basically means that a person had a plan. Uh, they weren't reacting in, to the heat of the moment uh or to, to something that was going on in front of them something like a bar fight or something it uh first degree would be something like uh you you know wait i got it i, I think i got it um, you i think i that your girlfriend
0: is okay so yeah, yeah all yeah, right Sec- please, uh, please please uh second degree murder uh i walk in i see my girlfriend with her gigolo i get really upset <laughs> i kill him okay first degree murder <laughs> i see my girlfriend with the gigolo I move out. I, I move to a new apartment. I meet a woman. I start a family with her. I have some kids. Um, and uh, the entire time I buy a house and the entire time I've been building a dungeon in my basement. And, uh, and then one day I call the Gigolos pizza place and I ask for a delivery and I go, no, no, send, uh, send Fred. Send Fred with the pizza. Send Fred, and I go. Fred, do you want to? Do you want to come in? Do you want to? Uh, s- s- look, at this I got. Uh, I've got a signed uh, John Elway football. I know you love the Broncos, Fred, because you're from Denver. You want to come see that? And he's like, "How did you know I'm from Denver?" And he walks in, and uh, he I, I step gingerly over a rug, and he's like, "I wonder why he did that." And that was weird. He like stepped over a rug, like just to not step on it. Maybe he doesn't want to get it dirty. And then Fred, he's like, "Well, I'm just gonna walk on the rug." And he just walks on it, slips down two stories into <laughs> into my dungeon, uh, and then I fill it up with water, uh, and I drown him.
1: <laughs> Here you go. That that is word for word what's on your hinge profile, right? So that that's typically yeah, that's the that's the idea behind first degree murder, and typically uh, almost always. Uh, the law tends to treat uh, first-degree murder as a more serious, more sure. depraved act uh, than second or third degree, and so that's typically why first-degree murder usually carries either the death penalty or the possibility of life sentence. And those uh, lesser uh, degrees of murder tend to be a bit more know, slightly about, more lenient. I think yeah. the difference in this case is that Go ahead. is that second degree, yeah, second degree murder in uh, in Minnesota is forty years. Uh, and the the maximum penalty for a third degree murder sure. is something like twenty
0: five. And hate. you know, f- and so I, and, and cops course, get yeah. five five years house arrest for murdering somebody. <laughs> no. the guy who oh, the guy who they killed, well, the guy who the killed, fact, gets house yeah. arrest.
1: <laughs> right, uh, but yeah, so in this case, it's definitely you uh, forward progress. And They also, I think, it's also notable that they charged the other three officers as well
0: as uh, yes. Oh well, they were. I mean if you watch the video you know we don't need to be the people saying how bad the video was we all know but uh, people are people are watching this happen asking the police officer to take his foot off the other cops are like get away get away you know and you know doesn't get much worse than that Um, and uh, you understand the protests now obviously the other side of the protests um uh you know the indiscriminate murders of innocent black uh people um is, is a b- big part of it and a big part of that is our um you know racist history um and uh the governor of virginia has decided to take down the statue of robert e lee well, good old good bob, bob lee, lee. uh gone Gone from Monument
1: Avenue.
0: The general. Avenue. <laughs> the general. <laughs> now, I, I'll be honest. I didn't quite know. I, I'm a New Yorker, lifelong New Yorker. I didn't quite know what it's like down south and what their um, kind of attitude towards the Civil War was. But I, I've been to New Orleans a couple of times, and I love it. I love New Orleans. Um, I love New Orleans. <laughs> and we went on a trolley car. I was on a trolley car with my, my lady. Um, circling this like very big statue of Jefferson Davis who um, was the president uh, and first and last president of the Confederacy and um, you know I'm looking at it whatever I'm sitting in the car and we're behind this old this old this, old, this woman and her daughter uh, her daughter's like maybe four years old and uh, we're sitting behind him and I'm a brown man um, you know uh, and uh, she, uh, I don't know why I said I'm a brown man, but feels relevant. Um, yeah, <laughs> for, the for the folks, folks at home, home. <laughs> uh, Alex and I are both Latino, by the way. If you didn't, if you can't hear from our accents, um, so we, <laughs> I'm sitting behind uh, this woman, and she turns to her daughter, and she goes, "That's Jefferson Davis," uh, and she says, "And I, it's funny because this is not even true of Jefferson Davis; is true of Robert E. Lee." But she goes, "He defended us." from when the Yankees attacked us that's what she said now a lot of that's so strange you know it, it feels pointed what she said um, to say the Yan- there's like if you if you break that down into levels it just boggles my mind first of all uh, you are an American you know I don't know what you mean by us because by sharing history with your child or people in the South sharing history like that, they're acting like people attacked America, uh, which is not true. You were an American because the Union won. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I don't know what your what you're...
1: my thoughts are. Well, I do. I do have a uh, you know a section of my family that is from the South. My mother's side. Um, my uh, I think I I, <laughs> I told you. Uh, I was on 23 and me, and I got a request from like a, uh, a fourth cousin or something uh, who was African American, and I was like, oh, okay, so I know which side my uh, family oh. fought for on the Civil War side, <laughs> going all the way back. Well, no, and the yeah, my uh, my I think it was my great grandfather was a uh, lieutenant in the Confederate Army, and yeah, it, it, the the perception of the the war between the states as it's sometimes referred to. It's kind of like a weird... Uh, I don't want to say like a victim mentality in a way, but from the the perception... Yeah, well, the, the perception of the war is that like, well, you know, we could have been this shining utopia. You know, we could have had... Um, uh, what's it called? The... Um, oh, what's the name in... Um, Black Panther. The name of Wakanda. the nation is... Wakanda, exactly. They're like we could have had our, we could have had a Wakanda if it wasn't for the the betrayals of the. I mean, they. they yeah. Finally, a, a country that whites want like run,
0: you know. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, <laughs> one for us.
1: Exactly. So and so for them, like to some extent, it's like you know, well, you know, they came in. There was you know Sherman's March to the Sea. You know, Reconstruction, everything else, uh, and it is what it's the reason that they're that all the banks and everything else are in New York. And not mm. in uh, Charleston like that's the that's their interpretation so, of history
0: um yeah so yeah the, the, I guess I, I understand that but that was you know that was over over 100 years ago 150 years ago now um, and I guess the thing about confederate statues is the, the more you think about it the more you think about it the weirder it gets because basically they're like well we, we, we could have had slaves but we lost And it's like, then you have all these African African American people like walking around and every morning, every morning, they got to walk by the statue of the guy who tried to keep them a slave. Just every day, you get your coffee, get in your Hyundai Elantra, drive down to your bank.
1: And it's, well, the thing is too, it's not even, you know, sometimes the defense, the defense often for remembering history and the unpleasant parts is that so you don't repeat it. But I think for them, they look at it as kind of like a uh, hang in there, baby. Yeah. Like the posters, <laughs> yeah. it's just like yeah, <laughs> just like we'll get back on top someday. And that, and that was the thing, right? The uh, one of the the mottos after the end of the Civil War was that the South would rise again. Yeah. Uh, and they, Six they separate tyrannus and sort of is around, that? Uh, well, no, that was uh, that's from I think that's Shakespeare.
0: What did what did John Wilkes Booth say when he shot Lincoln? <laughs>
1: well, he, oh, he, no, he said he said Tyrannus." Uh, as always with tyrants, but
0: not in the play. But uh,
1: yeah, not in the play. Well, no, he wasn't in the play. <laughs> what? It was the, the, play, the, the play was uh, the play was our American cousin. That's the one Lincoln was watching, and Booth? he was quoting uh, Ju- Julius Caesar. That's
0: what he was oh, quoting. Oh, but he wasn't in the play that night. He...
1: No, he was. What? <laughs> He's like the famous. He was not in. The, he was not. He, no, he was, I mean, he was a famous actor, but no, he was not in the play. He, he must have really high.
0: hated Lincoln because I would never go to a theater for a show I wasn't in. <laughs> <laughs> that, he must have really been like, James, what What, what are you doing? What's his, uh, James, what's his name? John, John. Yeah, John. John, what, John. what are John. you doing here? Like, oh, yeah, I'll just be in the green room. I'm going to get some beers back there. <laughs> well, Lincoln's here. Hey, yeah,
1: he was there for Harold. <laughs> Yeah, his cover was he was there for Harold practice.
0: Later. <laughs> He's gonna hang out in the back <laughs> the back hall hallway, smoke a doobie with Johnny. Um, yeah, there the you go. John Wilkes. That's booth. why you don't
1: comp tickets. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's so funny. I always thought that he was in the play. Which to me, it's like funny because like imagine like Lincoln like turns around and be like, oh hey, wow, great job tonight, great work. <clears throat> what the? Um, also, also, yeah. I think it's interesting. And I, I had um, I had a Lincoln book when I was a kid. It was a really cool photo of like. Yeah, maybe it's inappropriate, but it's like Lincoln dead. and then him stabbing the other guy because, like apparently, like, you know, Link, he he shot Lincoln and then he went with some other lieutenant because he could yeah, he stabbed a
1: one, yeah, he stabbed one of the one of the bodyguards or other people there no, he wasn't a bodyguard. And then he jumped off. Wasn't no, Monica? no. He, Link, I guess he Lincoln went yeah. with a
0: Lincoln took a date, like Lincoln took his wife and then another couple, and then he because he was so mm-hmm. unpopular, he couldn't get anybody to go with him. So they went ended up being like this, like lieutenant who wanted to rise up in the military, and when he shot Lincoln, mm-hmm. the other guy grabbed him and Booth had a knife and stabbed him. And don't don't fact check me on this but because there, it, you know even you at, know, at I, you at home, I'm I'm looking, at <laughs> I'm telling you this is the truth. You didn't even know that he wasn't in the play. Yeah. So I no,
1: I I knew that. God. I think most people know that he wasn't in the play. <laughs> he walks up. It's all you know, this is this is why like it's a lesson we, we haven't learned. Hair does it, lots of places does it. Nobody likes the actors that come out into the audience <laughs> during the play. It's, the cats. Oh, it's about if you're yeah, if you're a president or not,
0: get out of there. Can you imagine he went to cats and like the cats came out to the audience <laughs> and shot him? Throw <laughs> water on them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, in local news, um, our boy um, Bill De Blasio uh, received a letter. Did he receive one letter or two hundred letters? It's like one letter with two hundred signatures. I, no, it, or, it's one letter, I'm guessing. It was
1: it was it was an open letter, right? Yeah, it was an open the, letter
0: from two hundred present and former staffers telling him that he needs to get more radical. Basically, they took. They took the ideas that Fox News thinks New York is, and they were like, the "Bills, you got to do it. You, you have to do what <laughs> Laura, do all Ingram, these. Laura Ingram says." Um, right. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, I, 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 I kind of find you know he is kind of he's liberal, obviously, but I he'll he'll never adopt these leftist policies.
1: All right. Well, I, I, reading over the you know, I guess the not the indi- well, Well, guess it is the indictment. Of uh, the De Blasio administration, it, it kind of reminded me to, to some extent of uh, some of the things that Barack Obama promised. Uh, specifically, the the closure of Rikers Island, uh, Guantanamo. The, um, yeah. yeah, exactly. There you go. Uh, putting a limitation on uh, police spending. They say that uh, he's actually spent increased the budget by something like a billion dollars mm. since when he started. And I think one one of their demands was for him to basically cut that out in the uh, in the next
0: budget yeah he also he's been drone bombing suffolk they <laughs> asked him to stop doing that
1: oh my gosh subjugating staten island
0: um, yeah no i could see that you know that's a typical this kind of liberal false you know they get into power and they're just kind of like well hey i checked and it doesn't work <laughs> <laughs> they're kind of- Right. Well, that, that's a, yeah. That, yeah,
1: the claim is always that they're constrained by, you know, the, uh, the office and their abilities. And so, you know, they come in, they're like, well, I actually can't do this because of X, Y, Z, D, everything else. But um, I mean, I guess like for de Blasio, like that was a big thing of saying, I, you know, I don't want to be the, um, you know, the mayor in the police union's pocket. Uh, I want a, uh, a gentler, more equitable uh, New York City. And in practically every respect, uh, he did not uh, achieve that. <laughs> what
0: are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? My rent is very reasonable. It's It's just a little <laughs> more than my salary. So that's that's what I wanted. Just get <laughs> my, my rent. three roommates agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly. And you're married. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's true. It's really unfortunate. Um, they, even like the afford- affordable lottery, affordable lottery, the affordable housing lottery, it's just kind of, I don't know. I feel like a lot of this stuff, I don't know what the answer is because basically the people that he's up against in New York City, they're like the richest, most powerful people in the world. You know, like they they own, like, you know, what he was going to do? Like, oh, I want you to uh, rent out at more affordable prices. And they're like, no, I'm just going to sit on my property and rent it out to nobody. You know, <laughs> like they just kind of like, they don't even need to spend money. That's the other thing about like the, the 1% that um, that people don't get is they have so much money, they don't even need income. So what they can do is they can do what that guy does in Beijing or whatever is he just walk away like $20. Like they're basically (laughs) all rich people are that guy.
1: That's what they're doing to
0: us. Yeah. And
1: uh, we want you to build some affordable housing. No, condos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I <laughs> mean, <gotta be> condos. <laughs> I, look, I was talking to this pizza guy. Uh, there was a, a a bunch of stores near me on one block closed, and they've been closed for about six years. And I used to go to all of them. I, used to, uh, um, I There was a pizza shop, there was a sandwich shop, and there was a cafe. And then th- finally there was a grocery store, a lo- the last local grocery store, and finally that went out of business. Um, the, they fought. Yeah. The grocery store fought. Um, And I think what happened was like the – but the Blasio, I think he came down and asked them to keep the grocery store open uh, at an affordable rent or whatever, reasonable rent, whatever you want to call that. And he couldn't even do that. (laughs) But um, so the pizza guy is there and he's like chatting up a storm. And uh, he's talking to somebody and they're like, well, what happened when he was closing? I was there like one of the last days. Mm -hmm. And he goes, well, the rent now is – God, I really, I'm sorry, I'm gonna bungle this, but I think it was twenty-eight thousand dollars. He said the rent now is twenty-eight thousand dollars a month, um, and he's like, and now they want seventy-six thousand a month uh, for the oh, pizza, for the pizza place, and he's like, and I, yeah, I you, can't afford. Even
1: just doing yeah 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 quick and dirty math on that, I mean, for a for a business to have that sort of overhead, seventy-six thousand a month, you know, they gotta be pulling in like you know three three and a half million in uh, revenue over the course of a year. And maybe it's really good pizza, but <laughs> yeah, chances are the individual ones. Yeah. I think for me, I put it together. Uh, I used to live in the East Village, and when uh, there was a you know, crappy little like, it um, wasn't crappy, but like the location was crappy, it was like this little hole in the wall joint, uh, this little piggy that specialized in uh, like these wet roast beef sandwiches, um, almost like a French step with like the cheese whiz and stuff. And I remember they closed and I think their rent, they said that the asking rent for their place is something like $12,000. And this is for like, you know, basically the size of a, almost like a, like a queen studio or something. Yikes. Very, very small. Uh, yeah, so I remember reading that and being like, oh, that's probably gonna be a, you know, I don't know any business that could, with that kind of location that could sustain that without selling like st- strictly to rich people and in a massive crazy volume. Yeah.
0: Or like, or uh, yeah. like a front, some kind of drug front, some kind of. Oh yeah, of
1: course. You
0: know, um, we're all trying to break in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's the only. So anyway, so those those stores, the cafe, the pizza place, um, and uh, and I've even taken pictures of it and put it on Twitter, and like local, you know, Tribeca residents have like talked about it. So they've remained empty for six years. You know, so basically meaning that the landlords would rather not make money then get a little bit of money so that people could have a business and make a little money and that right. is how rich rich people are they are they are untouchable rich like whereas in the in the past like you know rich people were like well i got to make some money let's make a deal now they don't need it they don't need the deal they don't need the deal and that's the kind of thing that just like drives me insane and i and i so so when i see like you know i don't know what de Blas, what's in de Blazer's mind but when i see he fail to like you know reform rent in new york city I I mean they did do one thing and I don't even know if this was him but where they they made uh, the uh, landlords uh, only charge one month rent deposit or whatever or something like that.
1: Oh I th- I think that was a the thing is I think that was a state law like the there was a series of uh, rent reforms that went into effect these uh, these past two years. And uh, and yeah, but that was pat- that was all done at the state level. And I think that's frequently the canard that he uses uh, when nothing is accomplished. Uh, he says like, well, you know, my hands are tied because the state's the one sure. that makes all these decisions in terms of rent stabilization ACA. and what uh, qualifies for. Yeah, exactly, it's, a sa- it's the same thing. So, and and to some extent like that that is correct, but there are also other things um, that, that he could do. Like there's this talk about affordable housing construction. Um, yeah the uh Just build a yeah, bunch of like places. They're,
0: like they're all, build a bunch of buildings.
1: Yeah, there are they're all yeah, there are all sorts of, of things that a mayor can do to you know not necessarily to increase the housing stop, but basically to disincentivize uh this kind of like upward uh what is it like
0: trajectory of, of our rents?
1: <laughs> yeah exactly. Well no this like yeah this impossible curvature uh where a business you either you it's kind of like being an actor. You either have to come in rich or have uh, massive, crazy connections uh, to uh, you know to make any forward progress.
0: I wish somebody told me that when I took up acting <laughs> when I was seventeen. <laughs> Instead, I had to read every like basically when I uh, like you know we talk about this a lot, but it's like when you when you do comedy in New York, it's a lot of finding out that the person that you thought was broke and you would occasionally buy a beer from uh, their parents uh, own uh, M and M's like the company like just basically that it's like like oh man I'm really short on rent today like oh man oh well I'll buy you a beer and like oh yeah by the way my dad is Jerry Jones the owner of the Dallas Cowboys Um, so that's kind of the tough part Um, so I want to move on to this uh, and uh, we have a superhero in New York City, finally, uh, after what happened to the X-Men years ago, so sad. Uh, we finally have our superhero back. He is the Whitestone Wolverine, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> morph. Look out! Um, uh, and you know, this is this could have been scary. So I don't want to be too flippant, but uh, a man uh, saw some kids uh, with Black Lives Matter flags on on the on the bridge in Whitestone. <laughs> And uh, I, I have frequented Whitestone when I was a kid. And uh, that's gutsy of them because Whitestone is, uh, you know, I would say it's a little it's like a little more white and racist. It's like a little more than Berlin 1943, you know, just like that kind of it's that kind of. Um, so that's Whitestone. Um, and uh, so anyway, he's yelling at them correctly that they're in the wrong neighborhood. He's like, you're in the wrong neighborhood, bitch, or whatever. <laughs> and like, it's like, whatever, they're yelling back They're kids, like, you know, God bless them. Uh, they're like, fuck you, whatever. Some, one kid, one, you know, some depressed kid uh, throws a water bottle uh, two feet. Uh, and I, I stress two feet because it doesn't go, like, the car is like, like the man and his Mercury Mountaineer are like at the red light wa- uh, uh, far away, right? So he throws a water bottle and the guy makes a U-turn Parks in front of them, jumps out, and has I uh, what I would call uh, like Vega's blades from Street Fighter 2. You know, he comes out and he's just, he's just some old guy, runs at the guy. He's like, you throw shit on my car? You throw shit on my car? It's fucking crazy. Like, if you can look it up, the Whitestone Wolverine. <laughs> he, it, This thing is insane. <laughs> I saw that,
1: video. That, that would be... That would be considered second-degree wow, murder. Bring it all I back. Uh, there was because he was he was provoked. Yeah. Uh, by that water bottle, and I'm going. But that well, actually, no. That was that's likely first-degree murder because if you're I think if you're driving around with uh, Wolverine claws in your car, <laughs> <laughs> you clearly put some kind of plan. It's not like he. He got out, just like started wrapping, yeah. you know, the knives he brought home from his work at the. Soup the thing, kitchen. It's a
0: contraption. Uh, <laughs> it's a contraption. The thing he has, like it, it like it's like a glove. It's some kind of weird glove, like, um, like Freddy Krueger style. And it's like, what, what is that for? Because if somebody's like carjacking you, yeah. or, or you know, somebody could just shoot you, and you're not going to do anything about it. But like, I w- I'm dying to know more about this man. Like, right. what is this? <laughs> We get him on the show. Uh, yeah, I'd love to bring him on the show. Um, also, so anyway, so I posted this thing on on Twitter, and uh, you know, whatever from the main site, and uh, the the reporter. First of all, the uh, man parked, um, and uh, those are the two most popular videos, right? He parks and chases the man in the katana. So people are just kind of like, oh, you know, the the people who in Whitestone uh, are like, oh, well, he, um, he 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 was provoked. He was provoked. They they called him the f bomb. Uh, there's a person in my comments now saying, like, somebody called him the F bomb. What, what would you do? And it's like, you yeah, look, what would I do? I don't know if I would a- execute <laughs> a 17 year old. <laughs> oh, God, what would you do if somebody uh, called you the F bomb? Oh, I don't know. Somebody calls me that every day. Okay. I don't, I don't have a, bo- uh, I won't catch a body.
1: It's called my mother. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so then the other thing that people say is like, they're like, oh, well, he just parked in the street. He didn't try to run them over. Like, you, you, whatever. And then, like, there's this other video. That comes out. He makes another U-turn and drives on the sidewalk, you know, trying to hit these people. And people continue and again, people continue to write while he was provoked. And look, there are only I can't I can't think of there's only two countries where you can just murder somebody, I guess. Uh, and all their friends, <laughs> if you get uh, annoyed, uh, obviously, uh, Saudi Arabia, and apparently, you know, Whitestone Queens. Uh, Whitestone, yeah, that's right. So that's the thing that just, like, you know, obviously, they're not going to come out and say, like, well, we don't believe in Black Lives Matter or, or whatever. But again, it's, they're like, well, why were they protesting on the bridge in Whitestone <laughs> where white people don't like black people, and you know it's like that weird, like what? what kind of logic is that? So anyway, I don't know. I'm dying to hear more about this man. Uh, I want him to be arrested. I want to be. I want him to be interviewed, uh, you know, on Fox News or whatever. I want him to be on Fox and Friends with like, like, and show. I want him to show Gretchen Carlson the the weapon, you know, or whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. Sure yeah, that's not. like it, 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 the whole thing is insane. But again, it's just like seeing the way people reacted, where people are like, "Well, you you know." He, of course, he tried to murder them. He was, and also they're like, well, he didn't murder them, yeah, because they like ran away. You know, <laughs> it's <was> like what? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize attempted murder was a crime. You know? <laughs> oh, it is. Oh, it is a crime. My God, I apologize. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. That is that's just that's New York City, in a nutshell, and that's our episode. Uh. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our pilot episode of the Alexis Pereira program. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have more episodes of this. We'll see what the show is. We'll sh- And we'll see if people want the show. I-, I don't even have an outgoing thing. Like, what am I going to say? Like, catch you on the flip side. I don't want to say that, but <laughs> catch you on the flip side. <laughs> don't go to
1: Whitestone.